Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me today is the director himself, Mr. Paul Jameis. Not just today. I'm here most of the time. Yeah, I just was trying to say something. Yeah. Okay. Slightly different. Yeah. See if anybody caught it. But now that you made it a now thing. Now I, I, I pointed it out. Can nothing nice. <laughs> so we're here. We're talking about blasting. I know that you guys can barely contain your excitement on this topic. And But really, we have found that this is an important and a deep topic. We've had some more follow-up questions, and, and people really just wanting to know what's important and how to look at this. So we've done a little more research, and if you have more questions for us, you know how to get a hold of us. Technical service at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. And really, throw us those questions, because we'd love to get into it. We just need to know what it is that you want to know. I also want to put out there, if you work for an abrasive company, and you're listening to this thing, hit us up on one of those two places. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. Probably make you a guest on this here show right there. <laughs> Give you a little bit of plug for your company. Get your name out there. But we'd we'd love to have a chat. So give us an email there at the uh, technical service at carpaline.com. Like I said, we're continuing our series here on the Abrasive Blast Media. And today we're going to go down a little bit of a different road. We're going to talk a little bit about steel shot and steel grit. These are the two most commonly used steel abrasives. One of the big things that we look at when we have to look at these two things is, and probably the most important thing, um, I mean, along with, yeah, it's important how hard your shot or grit is you know, or, or your media, but it's the shape of it. And when we talk about steel shot, typically those are round. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty uniform. Like little BBs. Yeah. And they're graded, you know, so they all have their different sizes. And one of the unique things, steel shot, as their number designation increases, typically their size increases. And you have the opposite effect with grit. As their mesh size is listed, the higher the number, the smaller the particle. So grit follows sandpaper where shot's just off in its own little world by itself. Right. Well, and, and really what you're looking at is they, they, it's a measurement of the diameter of it where you can't really do that with, with grit. What we look at is that shape really is what creates the profile on the parts, the steel. Usually we're talking about steel, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's the deciding factor as to the shape of the profile that you're creating on the steel parts. Now, if you remember the previous episodes, we have said that as long as you get my cleanliness and my profile height, I don't care what media you use. Now, that's only partly true. Yeah, I'm going to throw out here a little bit of a exception to the rule. If you ask any coating manufacturer, the preferred media is going to be steel. More specifically, steel grit. But the main reason that we would say the preferred, but not required, is there's one little benefit to using steel media that is overlooked significantly as opposed to all other media types. And that's, you don't have to worry about introducing a contaminant to your steel when you use steel grit or shot because you're shooting steel at steel. You're not going to have a dissimilar metal corrosion issue with steel shot or grit because what happens is you're, you're, you're accelerating these abrasives into a complete stop. 
<laughs> right on the substrate, okay? And you can embed part of that media into your substrate. And, and frequently you do. Usually what you do is you'll see that in the form of a shadowing. Or depending on what type of cleaning process you do, one of the neat things that you can try, take a, a white rag and just rub it a little bit onto a, let's even say an SP5, NACE number one, a white metal blast, and you rub that on there, or you take a piece of clear cellophane tape and you pull it off. You're going to find little dust particles, especially if you do that before you have gone through you know, the normal process we look at as you vacuum up all that dust you're still going to have a little bit. That dust is little tiny pieces of your abrasive media or of your substrate that have broken free and embedded themselves into those peaks and valleys. Now, what I want to say, though, is this doesn't mean you have to use seal abrasives, okay? <laughs> the we don't care rule is still the most dominant rule. It's like rule number one, mom's always right. Rule number two, if mom's wrong refer to rule number one right right yeah rule number one we don't care what abrasive you you use yeah it's more the outcome if you ask us which one we prefer we're going to give you an answer but we're still going to refer to rule number one yeah and you know like we've said a hundred times on this podcast maybe not a hundred this is episode 93 there's a lot of people out there maybe not a hundred this is episode 92 93 one of them will be right yeah what we repeat is we're not the experts on everything And you're going to go out and you're going to find your abrasive supplier and you're going to tell them, here's the type of substrate I have. Here's the type of profile I need to create. Here's the equipment I'm using. And they're going to give you the right stuff to do that. And I'm not going to question them. They know their material better than I know their material. So the big thing is just get the profile that we're requesting. Hey, Jack, you know what? What? Part of Carboline's going on the road again. Again? Yeah. This time they are going to Chicago. We're going to be at Weftech 2019 which is in Chicago this year. It's the 92nd annual Water Environment Federation Conference. So we're going to be in booth 4305, and that's September 23rd through 25th. And, uh, you know, Chicago's a great town, except for that uh, baseball team uh, that uh, with a youthful animal. Yeah, but that's okay. As of right now, they're in second place. Second place. All right, but this commercial runs for a whole month, so we'll just have to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where they go. Anyway, uh, so while you when you stop by at WebTech, make sure that you come and ask about the Carbomastic 615. Carbomastic 615 is a phenalkamine epoxy. It does really good applying to damp surfaces make sure you ask them see you there now a lot of times when you think about steel shot that is most commonly used in wheel abrader systems and so what i want you to think about in steel shot is you're dealing with materials that are going to be easily recycled and you know one of the reasons that wheel abrader type equipment or users in general like to use the shot is it's much less wear and tear on the equipment so two things are happening is number one, you know, the devices that you're using to throw this steel at a surface are going to get wear as that steel is propelled through it. Another thing that's going to happen is no matter what the size and shape of your abrasive is, the more it impacts the surface, it becomes round. You know, so it's as it hits over and over and you recycle it, that abrasive grit or the slag or whatever it is you're using the jagged is going to round off as it hits the surface. Mm -hmm. So those two things are working. Number one, the round pieces are less abrasive on the equipment, and even the sharp pieces are going to turn round. So that's kind of the way that as you recycle them, everybody kind of tends to having a bigger mix of shot. 
And with grit, that is used in recycled systems a lot too. Uh, you get a lot more usage with the steel abrasive than you would with the non-steel abrasives. Right. Uh, the thing to think about too, we were talking about this before we hit the record button, about the actual appearance post-shot and grit blasting. Paul, why don't you kind of get into that a little bit here? Yeah, one of the things, and as I was reading this article, it dawned on me, yeah, I, you kind of knew it, but I never thought about it this way. And that when you're using a higher ratio of grit or grit completely, you're going to get a brighter finish. And one of the things to remember is brighter doesn't mean it's more clean because you can have an SP5 clean surface that was done with totally shot and one with totally grit. And the one with grit is going to have a higher reflectance value. It's going to be because of all that surface area has been put on such an angle that it reflects more light towards you when you're looking at it. It's not technically cleaner, it's just brighter. So let's take let's think about that. So as we've established, we have steel shot is round and BB-like. And steel grit, like we've said, is irregular and, and angular. Yep. And, and a lot of times is um, what you think of. So when you accelerate these particles, you got to think about how they imprint the surface. So when you shoot rounded particles at the surface, you're going to end up with rounded indentions. When you shoot these angular particles as steel grit at the surface, you end up with angular profile. And when you look at that under magnification, a steel grit, a blasted surface, it almost looks like a mountain range. Yeah. One of the things that's neat to do, you know, we've got some really nice cameras in our analytical lab downstairs, and they're able to get some really good profile pictures of surfaces. And sometimes we do it as the relief of what's on the back of the paint. And some of them we've taken a picture of actual pieces that we've of steel that we've had. And when you look at them under magnification, it's really neat to look at how sharp a sharp, dense, angular profile is when it's been done with the right ratio or strictly with grit. And it's curved and smooth and rolling when you're doing it with all shot. And most coating manufacturers are going to tell you when you're creating your profile, we like a dense, angular anchor profile. And you get those angles by using a higher ratio of grit. And the whole reason we like those dense angular profiles, and it, and it could all be summarized to this, we are trying to get you the most surface area for your coating to bond to. So when you think about these angular profiles and why it appears cleaner is because it's got more surface that is reflectant and so that gives you more surface for your coating to bond to, and you're going to get better performance. Then the dense word is important too, because there have been studies out there that show the greater the peak count. Now, so when I say peak, what I mean is when you look at that dense angular mountain range under magnification, just like a mountain, the peak of that profile, the more peaks that you have, you actually have a better adhesion and performance from your coating. I almost think peak count, peak density, that could be its own episode all by itself. And, and it will be because the, the studies that they have done uh, have really alluded to some not really potential changes in our uh, thinking, just validation to what we've kind of always known. And this doesn't mean steel shot is bad because 
it gives you a good profile. Uh, one of the things that, you know, in our research that we noticed is that the peak count or height really changes more by particle size than shape. And the higher, the, the greater the particle size, the less peaks you're going to have. And the smaller, the more peaks you're going to have. Right. The studies have also shown that, honestly, the angle of impact has less to do on it, on the amount of peaks and the height of peaks, than does the size and shape of the particle. Well, sure, because with shot, if you think about it, it's it's spherical. So, yeah. so it doesn't matter what it, angle. What it angle, it, it's it's going to hit a rounded to flat, yeah. right? Yep. And then when you think about a grit, it's irregular to begin with, so it really doesn't matter which angle it comes at because you don't know what side of that grit's hitting the steel anyway. That's right. So it, it, it's all irregular. So the things to consider here, and we're going to wrap up, steel grit versus shot is just to remember round versus irregular. And what you want to remember is you need a combination of the two of them. You know, although, yes, all grit would be great, it's harder on your equipment. It's not as easy to maintain. You're going to recycle it more. It's going to cause more waste. So everybody's going to have a mixture. So it's a matter of just making sure that that mixture stays right to create the type of profile that you're looking to create. And more importantly than a mixture between shot and grit is to make sure that whether you're using all shot, all all grit, or a mixture of the two, is that you have a mixture of the sizes available because we want to make sure that we're getting the best profile that we can. And a good mixture of sizes, just like a good trowel mix aggregate, will help you get that more uniform look. And what we want is that dense angular or dense peak count, but uniformity helps as well. And the different sizes help get in there. Um, really, if you, if you dwell too long in one area, you can knock down your peaks and we don't want that. So multiple sizes give you the ability to cr- artificially create more peaks. Yeah. So that's this. Uh, we're still looking to, that's steel grit and steel shot. We're still going to have mineral and slag and some sponge abrasive episodes coming your way. And I think after today, we're definitely going to have an episode about peak count and its effect on coating adhesion and performance as well. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd like like to to thank thank you for for your support. support. Who put the line in carbon?